So we just had our massive, huge rainstorm and then beautiful sunshine, huh? Uh-huh. So we're good? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> it's literally supposed to be back and forth like this for like the next four days. Okay. Man, we got to get our rain catch system up. Yep. So one way or the other. So. um, Well, to get it going, all we need is to send the girls onto the roof and connect the bit that's... uh. Ha- the downspout that's next to the guest room because mm-hmm. even though it may not get a whole lot it's still a downspout that would actually give water and can be okay. you know useful and it's closer to this uh the garden that's right there so you know it could be off of that until we you know get other things because then we'd mm-hmm. literally be spending like maybe 20 bucks getting that actually like set up by getting the rest of the downspout actually connected <laughs> because yeah it's you know just one of those areas or we could say you know f it and over where the um air conditioning units are where it constantly just pours over cut out a piece of it and mend in a downspout right there since obviously it very desperately needs one mm-hmm. and just connect them right there it wouldn't be pretty but i mean it would be there <laughs> so Either way, we have a few options that we don't need a whole lot to get started on that. But yeah, we definitely <laughs> definitely need to get it in place because next thing we know, we're going to be at that point where it's going to be basically useless to have it because we're going to be in that dry spell of summer and everybody's going to be complaining about not having any water. So Yeah, no, I know. Though I, w- I want to get it hooked up for sure. So even even if we just put gutter, yeah, like on, on the bungalow itself and just whether it's one or two, I mean, we, we can definitely offset our water especially now palestine whose water still tastes atrocious and i can still tell when it's their water it's better for us than it yeah. is when we're out because holy crud we went to the mexican restaurant around the corner and oh that water hurt me <laughs> oh yeah we keep forgetting i keep forgetting to look up the filter every time we, we keep going to loads and then i keep forgetting the filter number and everything oh. and oh so I we can use the sink along with it yeah that or i mean the the refrigerator the f- yeah. water yeah that's probably a good idea we got to do that for sure well, let's try to remember that. We'll set a reminder or something, <laughs> you know. So, but, uh, no, this is good. I like this weather, especially it's cooling down. And we got our lowest power bill ever since <laughs> moving into this house. So, I'm pretty happy. Well, no, our first power bill was the lowest because we were only here, like, 16 days of that month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, our first full month power bill. And uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy about that. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I can actually pay this bill. Yay. <laughs> so, um, so I'm, I'm hoping things are going great, for, good for that and going well for that. And, uh, so I do have a funny story before we start. Um, I had something of an Alzheimer's moment apparently today. And, uh, I thought Amy was being sneaky around my back. So I, uh was going through the mail and the mail hasn't been checked in like what it seems like it hasn't been checked in a week right yeah. i mean at least so yeah just about yeah so i was going through the mail and i was like okay there was the bills and i saw the bill for for the uh, power and i was like oh my gosh okay brace yourself opened it up it was less than 500 dollars. i was like holy crud that makes it cheaper than our water bill right now that's how crazy our water bill has gone up um so i was like okay cool i like this <laughs> right type situation and uh, then I saw a, a, a one of those nondescript envelopes from the bank, and it was addressed to Amy. And I was like, well, what's this? And I don't ever open her mail. I mean, I just don't. It's like, unless it's something that I'm like, hey, it's junk. Hey, this is something you need me to call you and talk to you about and tell you what's going on here. Um, but I don't open her mail. 
But this was the same nondescript that I got from the bank when I set up my bank account and they sent me out my ATM card and I felt in. Sure enough, I could feel an ATM card. I was like, WTF, mate, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, so I uh, looked, opened it up. Sure enough, there's an ATM card to be activated. And I'm like, what's going on? And it's the same bank that I have. What, it, what is she doing? Like, is she, why is she setting up a separate account? Like, she, she gets money that comes in from the Navy every month, but wait, why is she doing, why didn't she say anything to me? We, we had a long talk a long time ago, and we agreed this is one of the things we were never going to do. And, hmm, okay, so I called Amy up, and I was like, hey, remember that Jaguar commercial where you said if I ever bought you a car that, you know, you would murder me if I bought you a car without talking to you about it? She's like, yeah, I remember that. And I said, remember we talked about that? We wouldn't do bank accounts or business decisions or anything that was going to, like, mortgage the house or anything like that. None of that stuff was going to be done behind our backs, yeah. So why am I sitting here with an ATM card with your name on it? Oh, oh, yeah, my bank my bank card expired. I was like, yes, but you have a card with this account. Well, yeah, it's the same account, but it's not a joint account. No, you just added me to it. Wait, what? (laughs) I genuinely don't remember doing it. I don't remember where we did it, what branch. Nothing sparked any kind of remember. To this moment, can't remember. Wow. I I don't remember doing it. I'm sure I must have. If it's set to the same account, I would have had to. But I don't remember which bank. I don't remember any account. I don't remember doing that. It had to be while I was working for Oleg because that's the only time I would have ever done anything. It would have had to have been done in Sacramento. And I don't remember it. It freaks me out. And if it weren't for that study that I was talking about yesterday with the magnesium and everything else, I'd be like, oh, it's begun type situation, you know, but I still want to go get my brain checked and make sure that everything's good because, you know, um, Alzheimer's and dementia runs strong in my family. So I just don't want any of that stuff. And sooner I find out, the better. So, you know, more preventive maintenance might see me just doing nothing but moving out to the Pacific Northwest and living on a river and eating a salmon a day, like competing with bears. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, so that was fun. And with that, welcome to the afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. Today is Wednesday, April 5th, and this means that it is time for our economic corner. So it's a lot of me talking, but you said you had a question that you wanted to ask me first. So you want to do that now or you want to wait until uh, somewhere in between the stuff I want to talk about? It's up to you completely. We can start with it. Go for it. Um, so I I'm a part of the economics this uh, subreddit on uh, Reddit mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, every once in a while you know one of the posts will pop up on my homepage and um, this one was interesting because I first of all S- CNBC you do or don't trust for the most part mixed it's mixed it's an NBC news station but it's here it's still a news outlet. Um, but you're probably thinking like C-SPAN, which is what I'll normally go to. Um, but given that NPR has been there, it really just depends on the story, whether or not there's a party line bias that can be a part of that story. Why what you got? Um, it's a article that is titled job openings tumbled below 10 million in February for the first time in nearly two years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, that's really weird to hear that. Like, just reading that first glance it's specifically saying that the job openings tumbled mm-hmm. 
which you know at least for me for like sight read that sounds like okay so a lot more people have jobs kind of thing but obviously that can't be true because of everything going on in the world and so the opposite has to be true meaning that all of the companies can't afford to hire people it means that companies are quietly downsizing um this is a trend that happened uh that's happened before what it ends up being is that companies will they'll have positions that they're trying to fill right like uh Five years ago, we couldn't fill all the positions that we had, right? Like, there were more jobs than there were people to fill those positions. Okay. Um, so, that happens because company only happens because companies are expanding, right? They never, it never happens because, you know, a bunch of businesses are closing down and closing their doors. But what happens is it's the power of percentages that people don't seem to realize. And this is the same thing. What happens is, Let's say I have Apple, okay? Apple needs to fill 3,000 positions. At any given time, Apple would tell you they need to fill 3,000 positions. And then they don't. They just say, you know what? Hey, quarter's coming up. We're looking a little shy. Let's put a hiring freeze on. Okay? Now, that's Apple. That's 3,000. That's, that's literally less than 1% of their employment. Of their employment okay? Okay. But everybody does that. And that's what's going on right now. So if you go into LinkedIn, if you go to um, most Fortune 500 companies that normally have classified sections with a a lot of them have pulled their classified section off their website completely. So they're not hiring anybody. So then what they do is they know that if they lay off less than 1% of their staff for various reasons that they don't have to report that, that that doesn't get reported and they don't have to cause a panic. And the, the biggest thing that businesses are afraid of right now that all these businesses are afraid of is their stock price, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the power of percentages. And I remind me, um, I'm going to actually talk about that a little bit later. Um, and I'll, I'll loop back around to this and I actually will, <laughs> um, because it is important to understand what's going on in our economy and the setup that we have right now. We are, you know, you know how a catapult works, right? Yeah. Okay. So when, when you have the, the bucket and then it's got a rope attached to it, right? And then you mm -hmm. crank back the bucket and clink, clink, clink clink it the noise it makes as it's cranking back and locking that new position into 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 its place right mm -hmm. that's what what's going on right now is everybody is prepping for this catapult to launch and it's it's actually it's actually scary it's 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 more scary to me than what happened just with the bank and uh I, and yeah i can i'll oh heck i'll just explain all of this i'm not worried about it um the power percentages comes in because we don't realize the power that we have. We think I'm one person. What can I do? Right. Mm -hmm. I want to explain this. So we had January 6th. Right. And everybody calls it something different. We've been it's a protest, but some people are calling it an insurrection, but it doesn't really meet the de definition of an insurrection. It wasn't a bunch of armed thugs coming in and taking over. Uh, we had that before. That was the Black Panthers. And but that's not what this was. But what's crazy about it is how many people do you think 
were part of January 6th? I have no idea. Okay. It was right around 2,000 people. 2,000 people. But everybody makes it seem like there was like 10,000, 20,000 people there. Just massive mob of people, right? Mm -hmm. But this is where percentages are important. We get lost in percentages. When we hear a stimulus package, and it's a number that we can't fathom, right? The best thing to do is to take that number and divide that number by the number of people that are in the U.S. And currently right now, there's 332 million people in the U.S. Makes things easy, okay? So how many people is that percentage-wise to what happened on January 6th? Okay. <laughs> Not even We comparable. could do that 165,950 times over. There's only 50 states. We have the ability as people to almost 166,000 times do what was done on January 6th. This is the percentage importance because this is why that's important. Do you, you watch the video, you sent it to me, I loved it, thank you by the way, um, about what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, you understood all that? For the most part, yeah. Okay, He's, so. He did a really good job of explaining Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It was, it was beautifully done. For those who don't understand, 43 people took out just over a billion dollars, and the entire bank collapsed. 43 people, which is estimated to be about 2% of, of the, the bank's money. Is that, is that money? Okay. Okay. If 1%, 2% of a bank can make a run on that bank and shut that bank down, that's power. But we don't think we have power. We're being told we don't have power, right? We're being told... Yes, but I still feel like that doesn't amount to like us as people because that bank specialized in small businesses. Except that I used to bank there. So. You had small businesses. Well, yes, yes, <laughs> I, I did. But I'm just saying. But but here's the thing. There, do you understand? Do you and you heard him say it? There were two other banks that had runs on them as well, right? Yeah. And so just just think about think about what happens to Bank of America. Less and here's what's important to understand with these banks: less than one tenth of one percent is sitting in cash in any of these banks. Okay. So any greater number that, than that that comes in to take their cash out, the banks can't cover it. If the banks can't cover it, then it worries investors and people, and people have what that's what a run on the bank is. Everybody runs to get their money out because, holy crap, this bank's not going to have enough money to cover everybody's debt. Congratulations, everybody. You have now learned the Ponzi scheme of the U.S. bank system. This is a scheme, right? So the banks don't want this. And so what do we have? We have a government. We have everybody telling us the banks are fine. The banks are safe. The banks are secure. You're okay. And all the sheep go, okay. <laughs> right? But we're not. And that's just the government. The government came in and said, hey, hey, those of you, especially those of you over $250,000, which, yeah, Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. And more than $250,000 sitting in there. 
holy crap, most people did, right? It's like, mm-hmm. holy crud. And so that's a latch that's down, right, in our economy. It's, expe- it's, it's actually suspected that less than 1% of people, here's what's crazy, 1% of people actually hoarded toilet paper when the pandemic broke. Okay. So 1% of people caused an entire massive shortage of toilet paper globally. 1%. Okay? So companies will bend over backwards. They'll do whatever it takes for a 1% increase in their stock. But more importantly, they'll do everything short of breaking the law. And sometimes they actually do break the law. Okay, before we move on, I have a question because it doesn't make any sense. If the banks don't have the money that you give them, Mm -hmm. like, on hand, Mm -hmm. then where is the money? It went back to the Federal Reserve. The bank, okay, what do you think the bank does with your money? You think your bank just puts your money, you have, let's say you have $1,000. We'll just make it a nice, easy, round number. You have $1,000. You give the bank $1,000. What do you think they do with that $1,000? Do you think they take that cash and just go put it in the back and wait for you? Well, obviously not, but... Okay, but but I mean, is that what you thought until this point? Not, well, I had, not for a while, but I have never actually known what they do okay. with it. So, the bank is in the business of making money. The only way that banks make money is through loans. Whether it's credit cards, whether it's, you know... Um, homes, whether it's businesses, whatever, it's a tangible equity, whatever it is, banks make money through loans, okay? The higher the interest rate, the more money that the banks make, okay? This is why the banks don't argue when the Fed, the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. it's a private institution that prints our money for us at a loss, and they decide what the interest rate is. Banks don't mess with them, because number one, they know if they do, the Fed will just drop them. And if the Fed drops a bank, it's gone. There's no way a bank holds it because your $1,000 comes in and the bank takes that money and it lends it out to somebody else. And it lends it out to somebody else at an interest rate. And they live on that interest rate. Banks live on that interest rate. So when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, banks are happy about that. And banks become more aggressive about their loans because banks want you to take loans at a higher interest rate. Of course they do, right? They want more interest. They want more money coming into them. So your $1,000 goes out to somebody who's got taking out a loan. Now, here's the thing. You take out $1,000. The bank says, hey, I have $1,000. And uh, the Fed and everybody else says, okay, there's $1,000 in equity that you have. Perfect. Then you take that money out. But the bank's still doing a loan on that Not that $1,000 minus you, because what they're using to pay that money is the money that somebody else put in. Or from some of their interest. That's where that money is paid. It's a huge inflated balloon that if somebody came in, enough people came in and say, I want my money back, back, the banks have all that money tied up in loans. So literally without people the, to put money in, the banks literally just have nothing. They collapse. What's scary is 1% of anybody, any customers in any bank can go in and do a run on a bank and collapse it. Okay. So that's, it's scary to know 3,000, approximately 3,000 people could make a run on Bank of America 
Wells Fargo, Chase, Capital One, any of those, and collapse them. Barclay, collapse them. 2,000 people put our federal government into such a tizzy that years later they're still crying about it. Crying about it. Trying to make it out to be this big thing. But you know what it was? The government got scared because the people were about to have a revolution. That's what they saw. The government isn't our friends. The government doesn't serve us. The government hasn't served us for for decades. Okay? So, 2,000 people scared the federal government to the point that they took control of everything. Canada had the same thing. A couple thousand truckers, just a couple thousand citizens, changed the entire economic climate of the country. It was insane. If the truckers in this country united, we could end all of it. Because regulation is what's killing us. People think regulation is a good thing. Giving the government power is never a good thing. How do we know? Because mass shootings are up. That's weird. Because I can't buy an assault weapon. You can't buy an assault weapon. None of us, we, none of us can. I can't own an assault weapon. And, and now they're, they're trying to change the definition of it. Why? Because there's no such thing. We don't have them anymore. Do you think the military uses an AR-15? You think the military is going to use a 22, you know, single shot? I mean, it's not even a single shot. It's bang, 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 bang. Okay? You think the military is going to use that overseas? No, the military uses M-16s. M-16s are fully out. They're able to be an assault weapon. By definition, can be switched from semi-automatic, bang, 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 to fully automatic. Okay? We have nothing that does that. But what we have is we have people. We have people that we have proven that a weapons ban doesn't do anything. What, what do we have now? We have out-of-control drug use, right? Mm -hmm. We have out-of-control um, financial hardships. We have out-of-control shortages. We have out-of-control mental health issues. We have out-of-control people millennials, Gen Z, whatever, who don't know how to sew on a mother effing button. How crazy that is to me. We have built a country that we have a government who has built a country of people who are wanting to be dependents, who are wanting to put their hands out, put a pacifier in their mouth, say, please give me money. Please take care of me. Please, Uncle Sam, do everything for me. Because I don't know how to do any of this. Because Uncle Sam took all of those programs away from you. Uncle Sam built a system so that you would be wholly dependent on him. And it worked. Um, Minnesota just had an election for a new Supreme Court judge. And the droves of recently graduated high school and current college students who showed up were astronomical. Like it was something that had never been seen before in a local election. Now, we've said this before. Our view on whether or not you're pro-life or pro-choice, 
our attitude is very simple. Nobody's going to be happy no matter what the compromise is that's made. But in our, in our opinion, where the compromise comes in is that if you've carried a life in your body for six months, you've made the decision whether or not to carry that life in your body for the rest of your life. Till then, no. Not popular on either side. Neither side. Oh my gosh, it made enemies so quickly for us. That's fine. But that's just a small percentage. Just shows up and just changes everything. A small percentage does a lot of damage, or a small percentage does a lot of good, but a small percentage also started a revolution and started the independence of this country. I find it absolutely hilarious that people think small numbers don't make a difference, but guess what? All of a sudden, the government's censorship of TikTok has become exposed. Why? Because of a small percentage of people. A small percentage of people make a run on the banks, the banks shut down. That tells you how frail banks are. A small percentage of people that can be replicated 165,950 times over could shut down our government. It's crazy, right? It's scary. <laughs> but we don't do it. We don't do it because we're afraid. We're afraid of what's coming, even though we see it's coming. We're yeah, still afraid it of it. Weird that we started off with something that wasn't working. As mm -hmm. the United States of America, mm -hmm. our first government didn't work, mm -hmm. and everybody was able to take a step back and go, "You know what? This isn't working. There's too much power, and there's not enough. The, the whole checks and balances system wasn't in place at all by any means." Yeah, and how can we claim that all men are created equal when we decide that these people, because of the color of their skin, need to be slaves yeah it's it just like all of these things that we've mm -hmm. been through that we looked at hey these are injustices these are things that are wrong mm -hmm. and this is stuff that you know needs to be fixed and we went through revolution after revolution after revolution where yep. everybody sat there and was able to go you know what this is not right we need to do something about it but now we're at a point where everybody is afraid of the government mm -hmm. and nobody wants to take action but everybody is s still spouting about the past and how we're supposed to be changing and how we are changing but we're also not because these things are still like it just it's weird that we can sit there and praise you know all the women that fought for equal rights for women yeah but now nobody wants to fight for the right things because everybody's so stuck on the abortion side of things right. or oh the other you know other side of the political parties they're, they're the ones that are wrong and everything but we're not stepping back and we are refusing to talk about the main problem of it because everything else will slowly of start course. to dwindle down to nothing if we solve the main problem of it it's just it's weird to me that this is like we watch the generational differences from you know since the creation <laughs> of our country until now and seeing just how often like we never had such a big recession of people being able to think for themselves mm -hmm. there were so many times and, and points in our history where it's like yeah no we definitely didn't know what was going on but there were enough of us that did that you know we they made a difference and they changed people's minds and people were able to actually prove that something was wrong but now we're we're literally at this point where nobody knows how to do anything anymore and nobody knows how to do anything for themselves and nobody knows yeah, the you, first step to even trying to make things right and that's weird to me I sit and I talk about how much I don't know about something right uh -huh. like I, I talk about gardening I'm like I don't know shit about gardening that's what I tell you all the time only to realize yeah I do 
because I watched a video today that was uh, that was on my feed and was do you guys know how drip irrigation works this is amazing this is going to revolutionize gardening drip irrigation has been around forever <laughs> but there were so many views there was like 3.1 million views on drip irrigation on this drip irrigation video and there were thousands of comments for people like, wow how come i didn't know about this who's trying to hide this from us what it's drip irrigation you can use a soaker hose you can actually do regular drip systems you can do actual misting systems you know you know there's a timer you can set it. and i'm sitting there going oh my gosh i actually do know so much more than everybody else because they don't know anything i know how to use a sewing machine and i did like basics but everybody's like yeah i need to learn how to use one i'm like wait what I know how to use one. I know how to set up a thimble. I know how to. I know how to set up a bobbin. You know, is there a bobbin feeder on this thing? A what? Oh, it what? <laughs> I'm I'm blown away because your generation on. They just don't want to teach you anything. They want workers. They don't want innovators. They want people that are dependent on them. They want support beams. They don't want you know keystones. Because the more leaders there are, and when you think about it, like you think back to Martin Luther King, right? That was a leader. He was a leader. He was an amazing leader. I've listened to his speeches. I've listened to the passion in what he has said. I listened to Malcolm X. I listened to these people. I listened to Ronald Reagan. These were leaders. What do we have today? David Hogg? You know? Who, who the, the idiot kid that from one of the shootings who like used that as his platform to jump up and then decided he was going to fight with the my pillow guy by coming out with a cube pillow that failed and everything this guy has touched has been just absolute toxic garbage you know yeah. and it's like anti I could be anti NRA and still own guns no you can't you stupid moron. The NRA is all about the Second Amendment. Without the Second Amendment, there'd be no NRA. And that's what the federal government wants. It's like nobody wants their subservient people to be better armed than them. Nobody. I, I get it. You know, I don't want my kids better armed than me. I'm going to go punish you. I don't think so, Dad. <laughs> like, okay. Right. It's like. I get it, but this is a government supposed to be working for us. We've armed the kids. The kids are the ones telling us to take away our guns because the kids don't know history, don't know what happened to every I... single country that has laid down their guns. But, oh, go ahead. You got something you want to say. Go ahead. I, I found a, uh, on, okay. I used to constantly um, message people on my Google account and do things like that because mm -hmm. I didn't have the ability to talk on my phone or anything because you know yeah. <laughs> I always had my phone taken and one of the things that um, I thought was hilarious <laughs> was I found in that an old conversation between Nikki and me when we were still in high school and it was the argument that her and I had that started the whole, you know, issue with me not liking her boyfriend at that time, mm -hmm. which is the same guy that, you know, was, mm -hmm. a, you know, P 
POS. <laughs> and uh, but at that point time, of sale system. <laughs> at that time, you know, I knew that, but I you know knew that for all the wrong reasons. And her and I were were arguing about guns. Okay. So and, you were arguing about guns. Yeah, and uh, because the problem was is that I thought that you know <laughs> I thought that I was going to be all smart and everything um, there was a point in time where her and her current boyfriend were broken up and we were talking again and then she had told me that they were going to get back together and I had already like done my snooping and went through his you know Instagram account and did a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff like that and he posted a lot of things that had to do with guns and you know me being the way that I was at that point in time had uh pretty much <laughs> was exactly what the government wanted me to be a young black woman that all oh, guns bad and you know i'm sitting here being i'm i'm so so oppressed and you know mm-hmm. trump bad and mm-hmm. all this other stuff vegetarian so, meat bad yeah oh world the the big meat was a thing so yeah go ahead so um i that that conversation i'm i'm just going to basically read <laughs> <laughs> the uh, my one of my bigger messages that was basically my argument. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this is literally quoted. This is March thirtieth, twenty eighteen. So this isn't even that long ago. Okay. So <laughs> just think that's it's hilarious. Uh, just the difference and the person that I've become in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, almost exact in what is that? <laughs> five years six years five years five five years that's crazy five years and this is the the difference quote i've been doing research and i'm going to be doing a lot of activist related things and i'm distancing myself real quick with anyone that believes that police brutality doesn't exist and that banning guns won't help with anything and that people that shoot up schools are only fucked in the head because all of that is bullshit and anyone that believes that is instantly dangerous owning a gun is dangerous period and if he supports that kind of shit then know that i will be against him forever unless he changes his mind but by the looks of most patriotic assholes in this country he won't even stop to listen to what anyone has to say because go america is all they can think i didn't like him because I was he was mean when I first met him but now I see him as dangerous and one of the many people that are racist and support Donald Trump I do not value our friendship enough to have it affect if, uh, me if I end up dropping you out of my life because we haven't gotten to that point yet so yes I will let a boy get between us I'm an activist and the last thing I need is to be surrounded by people that are okay with dating those that are against what I fight for because if you're okay with dating someone like that then what does that say about you that was how and that's mm-hmm. end quote. <laughs> that was how I genuinely thought I 100% and I really question whether or not I was actually going to talk about this on the podcast because it's embarrassing Mm -hmm. like 100% honestly it is extremely embarrassing that I used to be like because it's and and I'm grateful that you do because just so you know I mean I talk about things that are embarrassing for me all the time I've I've embarrassed myself you've embarrassed me I've embarrassed you it's just that's just part of us being real in, in what we're doing but yeah what would you say back to you now if you heard you if you heard you saying that now what's your thoughts about you I Okay. If I was having a conversation with myself, mm-hmm. I would question myself as to why why I think like that. Uh, the same way that I want so badly to have a conversation with somebody that has that viewpoint now. Mm-hmm. I want to have that conversation. 
I want to know the receipts because I didn't do any fucking research. Mm-hmm. Th- that's bluffing out of my fucking ass. I did not do a damn bit of research because what was I researching with? What was I researching on? What was I doing? How how was I getting this information? What what made me form that opinion? There wasn't anything that I was going off of except by major news headlines and the things that my parents would say. And by my parents, I mean my mom and my aunt that, you know, when I was home and, you know, all the things and, and the music we would listen to and all that other crap. Like, we, I was so influenced mm-hmm. by the people around me because there was nothing that I could do in school, at home, at, you know, anywhere that I was hanging out with people that that was not the constant, you know, general viewpoint on everything that you know donald trump is racist why mm-hmm. well nobody talks about that everybody just talks about how he's racist oh mm-hmm. because that one time he did something with that mexican boy like that was always the the thing that would be brought up and that was like nobody even knew what it was right and so it was it, it boggled my mind and it still boggles my mind that this was it's exactly how i was i i took what other people said took it in and just regurgitated the exact same information mm-hmm. And I didn't have my own opinion because I was saying all this stuff because, yeah, when you're younger, you see people your age getting killed in their schools. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. It is terrifying. And you don't want that to happen to yourself. And the first thing, a very simple solution in your head as, you know, a child is, okay. we'll get rid of the things that are doing that. I don't want to die. So the guns need to go away. But then you don't think about the fact that rules and laws and anything that says don't do that Mm -hmm. just it doesn't stop those people from doing that so like but you can't ask somebody like that Mm -hmm. that question no if i asked myself that question i genuinely don't know what my answer would be because i wouldn't i wouldn't have one i would probably just get mad and i'd be like you don't understand you're really gonna try to argue with me about how you know guns shouldn't people are literally dying and i'm pretty sure that's exactly how that conversation went with her Mm -hmm. um and <laughs> literally, and it's still just, just again, for, for more context, too, because it was literally Nikki had made a very good point <laughs> because after that, she just, okay. And that's like, so I'm sorry. She says, okay. And so, you know, so do you choose him? And she literally just responded with, do you think I'm a dangerous person? And I said, no. And she said, okay, but I don't think guns should be banned. Doesn't that make me dangerous? Because that's what I had said. And so, <laughs> but then I said, that's not what I said. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You don't think guns should be banned? And she said, no, I think the law should be stricter, but they shouldn't be banned. <laughs> and I said, okay, but even that, he, he doesn't even believe that. What use is it to own a gun? And I, like, you, these are things that people don't think about. Because sure. at that age, yeah, what use did I, at 16, 17, have to own a gun? I didn't. I don't have a reason. I, I don't go hunting. I don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for me. But I also had nobody to protect. I had nobody that I was going to be... I, I was living in the middle of the city and living with, you know, eight, nine, ten people in my house at any given point in time with 13 kids around because, you know, the daycare and everything like that. Like, my brain doesn't go that far mm-hmm. into all of that. You know, my brain just goes, ah, gun bad. Gun kill people? Not necessary. And I also... Coming from the same person at that time, I genuinely believed that nobody should... That the death penalty shouldn't be a thing. I to this day have have changed that that viewpoint for specific things like mm-hmm. I genuinely don't believe that pedophiles should be allowed to live if they do something uh, nope yep they they don't deserve life no and it's the same thing for people that go and they shoot up the schools like people commented on videos and anything of body cam footage of anybody any police officers that go in and deal with the problem 
and mm-hmm. go, well, yeah, no, they, they didn't deserve to die, though. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yes, they did. <laughs> like, yeah. They took innocent lives, children's lives. They deserve to die. But it, so it's just thinking back to things like that. And if you're more worried about the pronouns used to describe a killer of children, yeah. then you are Part disgusted the by the fact that this person is even given a gender. You are an absolute part of the problem because I don't consider them male. I don't consider them female. I consider them monsters. I've never been there and looked at a monster killing and destroying things and gone. Wonder what its gender is. Right. Wonder how it self identifies. You know, I wonder. Do not give. I wonder if it drove an electric car there. You know, you know, and, and just so everybody knows, because they're being really quiet about it now, which, you know, oh, my gosh, misgendered. Oh, OK, well, let's get back to the gun side of the debate. Yeah. Um, so the killer was found with a suicide note out, not in their possession. Their addition went and searched all of their stuff, all their property. Don't know where they found a suicide note and multiple other guns. So the person had been planning this for a long time. Red flag guns, would, red flag laws would have done nothing. They texted their friend and said, I need to die. I'm sorry. I know you don't appreciate this. You don't understand this and you don't respect this, but it's time for me to go. Their friend didn't call the police, didn't do anything, didn't put them on a suicide watch or anything of the sort. This is what what I'm talking about. It's we have screwed up. Our answer was, oh, man, we're going to go to, you know, the people. And we're, we're going to fix the tool. We're going to get rid of the tool. But the tool doesn't fix the problem. Guns or no guns don't... Messed up people are still going to be messed up people. Right. People killed each other with rocks. Yeah. You're gonna get, are you going to ban rocks? Because if you can ban rocks, have at it. But that's still not even the point. The, the point of that is that if no matter what, mm-hmm. you can't just ban guns because i again with that thought process of even if we did let's say theoretically that we ban guns in the united states of america not a single gun is allowed no handguns no and nothing literally no guns no crime then right theoretically we destroy all of them get rid of them all every single one we We find the perfect microwave length that gets rid of every weapon got it or gun what happens with Mexico and Canada? Uh, I know that Canada is not supposed to, but mm-hmm. you think that means that everybody in Canada doesn't have a gun? But we'll we'll even take Canada out of that. Mm-hmm. What about Mexico? Mm-hmm. You think everybody that's crossing the border is just going to come fully unarmed? All the people that are crossing over illegally are going to come unarmed? That they're not going to defend themselves and the family that they're trying to get into America? That you think that's just going to mean that all of the guns just don't exist anymore? I mean, drugs are getting into America. They're not, they're not being made here. Yeah, sure, some of them, but for mm-hmm. the most part, we're not the ones that are making the drugs. They're coming from other places. So what about our, all that? Our gun owners constitute the largest private army anywhere in the world 40 times over. Okay. That is what stops us from being invaded. That is why everybody's like, yeah, who, who's talking about actually invading the U.S.? Nobody. It's inconceivable to think about invading the United States of America because it's, it's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and, and you had the viewpoint. And now here's, here's what's great. You're like, you don't know how you would talk to you because you don't know how you would listen. Except, see, there's people like me who sit there and go, okay this is how I should talk to somebody because I never 
belittled you in our conversation. Now, I was lucky you were at a point you didn't belittle me. And I've had people that have. I've had people that have belittled me. And I'm like, okay, all good to me. Go ahead. Belittle me. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stoop. But like you and I had an active conversation. We took over our conversation for the night. You were on another date. <laughs> you were on a date with Nikki. <laughs> And you and I took over the conversation of the night. And it's like, it's amazing to think about that. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think people are reachable. I think people are reachable as long as people understand that we're not perfect. We don't think we're perfect. We don't think either side. We definitely don't think either side is perfect. We, we don't, we don't look at, at forcing religion or religious views on people as a way to fix people because it doesn't. I want to remind, you know, the religious right that we had a system in the 80s called Pray the Gay Away that did more harm to people than good because people weren't getting help. You know, we we have we have a okay, Latter-day Saints I believe. Latter-day Saints don't believe in medicine. You know, they don't. They believe that praying, if you if you die, then you couldn't, you didn't have enough faith to pray yourself alive. It was something like that. It was some weird-ass thing like that. And I say that to you, and you're like, the look on your face, I wish people could see it right now. Nobody has all the answers. But we have all the red flags that everything that we've been trying to answer these questions with is wrong. You know, we sit here and we, we sit there and say, okay, Let's get rid of all the guns. Let's get rid of all the guns and say, let's, let's go your scenario. Let's get rid of all of the guns. Let's Superman for that shit. Like every single gun, every single nuke, every single weapon of mass destruction in any form, whoop, zipped off into space, never to be seen again. Does it stop people from mugging? No. The only crime that it stops is the crime directly related to those items, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's still going to be mass killing. There's still going to be there's still going to be, you know, murder. There's still going to be muggings. They're just going to be different. They're going to be stabbings. Somebody's, you know, somebody went on a mass shooting a shooting spree today on cro- with crossbows. <laughs> Hold on, while <laughs> they're pulling up the drawstring and going, and they have like three others on them so they can do it. People who want to kill are out there killing. People who are hurting, it doesn't matter what you get rid of. They're still going to try to ease that hurt. We have lived in, we live in a failed society globally because we try to live in a society where we tell everybody that they're okay. That if, that, that, you know what, if you feel, and, and this is where the progression happened. We would tell people, if you feel like you're a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman trapped in a man's body, okay. But it started with, we're gay, we want to get married. And you know what the U.S. said? Okay. You know what the world said? Okay. A couple of countries, you know, but the world pretty much said, okay. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I feel like I am a woman trapped in a man's body and I, as, as an adult, want to change my gender. Okay. You do that. Well, I feel like, you know, 
I'm attracted to children. Wait a second. But but you said I should have freedom and I should be okay with how I feel. Well, okay. So I want to be on the flight. No. You know, but there's enough people that are saying, yeah. You know, look look at Bud Light right now. Bud Light is Anheuser Busch is facing a massive backlash. But you know what's funny about it? Their stock price is fine for right now. You can bet that's going to change. Why? Because a small percentage of people, a small percentage of people make a change. Until we acknowledge that all of us, all of us have something mental wrong with us. Every single one of us, me, you, every person that we interact with has something fundamentally wrong with them. We all do. It's not a contest. My bad isn't worse than your bad. My defects aren't worse than your defects. Your defects aren't worse than my defects. There are people who have worse defects because they do it. it, But it's not the defect. It's how they act on that defect. Look, if you're attracted to a kid, do like one of my friends honestly did. He said, listen, I'm a registered sex offender and you're having a girl. Yes. I'm, I'm not coming over to your house anymore. And I said, okay. I'm not going to argue that. In fact, if, if a guy comes over to my house and stays at my house, oh, you bet. I'm keeping track on him. You know, no matter what. But he acknowledged that something was wrong with him. And it's like, and, and so he didn't act on that. So you can acknowledge what's wrong with you. You don't have to act on it. I have anger issues. Could you imagine if I entertained all of my anger issues? I'd be in jail. I would be in jail or I'd be dead. Let's be honest. I'd be dead. There's no in jail. I would be dead. I'd be ticked at the world. Somebody cut me off, I'd kill him. Somebody sit there and smart off to me, I'd kill him. And there'd be no if if there were no consequences, I would and and I didn't have control of my faculties, I would be dead. And I would have left a string of people in my wake. And that's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing to even think about. But guess what? I acknowledge it. I've told, I told you, how long, how long into knowing each other did I say I have anger control issues? I don't remember. It was. <laughs> it wasn't very long. Yeah, it was, liter- it was, it was before our relationship started. So really, so. But, yeah, I mean, I'm honest about it. I don't take pride in that. I'm not like, yeah, (laughs) I have anger control issues. Better watch out. You know, I don't do that crap. But back to where we were in all of this, you know, people change. We change. You are not the same person that you were five years ago. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, and we're helping people. I honestly believe that. I believe that. We talk through this because we know where we're at and everything else. And we go, okay, I change, you change, I change from 10 years ago. I change from a year ago. I, I change consistently because I look and see my environment and I learn about the things around me. And I get different viewpoints and different things about it. I wanted nothing to do with the bees when Amy got them. But now understanding how important, how integral they are to our future 
I'm like, I'm doing everything to save the bees. Forget save the whales, save the bees. Like, holy crap. Yeah, whales are pretty and everything, but bees make sure you don't die from starvation. You know? It's like, yeah, I, 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 I just, I look at things. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, man, save the whales. Really, really save the whales. Like, I was all about, you know, going and, and blowing up Japanese whaling fleets. Like, oh, yeah, I would, ah, you know, go, go right after them. And now I'm just like, no, save the bees. Holy crud. We, what chemicals have we used in our garden this year? None. None. What chemicals do we plan on using in our garden this year? None. None. Why? Because that little bit of difference makes a big difference. And I mean, this is something that we can go on talking about, but we're going to, we're just going to go ahead and end this for here because I, I think it's important that we just think about this. There's something wrong with all of us and we appreciate you being here. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think once we get to that point where we're so where we're humbled enough, we don't need to be useless, but where we're humbled enough to say, hey, you know what? I, I've got issues, too, is when we say, OK, well, let's start working on those issues rather than we'll just buy this and you'll feel better. Just do this and you'll feel better because those are generally lies. That's all. <laughs> and with that. Please do not forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening to us from. Like our podcast page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find all of that in our link tree in the description below. Have an amazing day. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.